Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. And I'm Sean. Today we're tasting Freakazoid, uh, the Counter-Strike player. The what? Uh, today we're tasting Freakazoid, the song by Midnight Star. Oh, our, I don't know any of these references you're making. Look, don't worry about it. Which is weird, because I'm the one that recommended us to watch Freakazoid. Mm. I don't... I definitely have played less Counter-Strike than you have, and yet I've still... I Occasionally, um, from, like, following video game news, have heard about, like, professional controversy in the Counter-Strike scene, where it's, like, <laughs> competitive so players being total assholes. I but I never got like I used to play Counter Strike a bunch but I never got that into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had a headset so I would never talk. Like um, why would you subject yourself to that environment? Yeah, it wasn't great anyway. <laughs> it wasn't a good community. Yeah. Um. So what I know about Freakazoid is it's about a guy that is blue. Um. And I used to have a hand-me-down bicycle from my brother that had Freakazoid decals on it. Nice. Is that it? That's all I know. Okay. Uh, so do you know that Steven Spielberg was the guy who produced it? No. Oh, okay. Well, Steven Spielberg did a couple of cartoons. He did Tiny Toons, Pinky and the Brain, and Animaniacs. Okay. That's, yeah, that's a, around the same time. Yeah. And so Freakazoid is another one of the cartoons he did. Um, he started off working with the DC cartoon guys. You know Bruce Tim, right? Probably. Bruce Tim, he's an artist. You can look him up later. Okay. Uh, he's the one who draws all the sexy pinup ladies. Oh. <laughs> Batman animated series stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh... Steven Spielberg started off working with those guys, but they wanted to do a more, like, serious action-adventure cartoon. Mm-hmm. Not, like, serious-serious. Probably the same tonally as, like, Batman. I mean, still a kid's cartoon. Yeah. Um, but Steven Spielberg was like, was like, nah, I want to make it zany. And so they were like, well, then we don't want to do this. So at the uh-huh. last minute, Spielberg was like, alright, I guess I'll just get the Animaniacs guys to do this. <laughs> and they did. Whatever works. Yeah. So I think you'll probably notice some similarities to Animaniacs if you're at all familiar with them. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I expected I expect the style to be pretty 90s, like in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, we were also talking a little bit about what we know of the plot, which is that he's an internet guy. Yeah. And not, like, the Counter-Strike guy, (laughs) but, like, he's made of internet. Right. Which is just funny, because it it seems like a very 90s concept, where it's like, oh, this cool new technology, we're gonna make it everything. Yeah, because that was back when it was weird to be on the computer all the time, and not, like, something that every other person does. (laughs) Not, like, something I've been doing all day. Yeah. Mm. Um... (laughs) I don't think that I should say much more about that, because I feel like uh, there would be a lot to say about that after watching an episode. Yeah, um, I agree with you. (laughs) 
But before that, I do have a, a fun question to ask. Shoot. Since this is Steven Spielberg, do you have a favorite thing that Steven Spielberg has done? A favorite movie, maybe? Uh, this means I have to Google Steven Spielberg movies. Because I know he's done a bunch that I like. I just don't know. I don't remember them off the top of my head. You definitely have seen his movies. No, I know for a fact that I have, and I know for a fact that there are some that I like. Um, Steven oh, Spielberg. Oh, okay, so... Um, when I was a kid, I saw the movie AI, Artificial Intelligence. Oh, yeah. Um, which is generally rated as a bad movie, but I was a child, and it, like, really affected me. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's super fucked up movie. Yeah, I remember that movie being depressing back in the day. Yeah, I was a child, and it made me sad. Hmm. That's very different from uh, the rest of Steven Spielberg's works. Yeah. Um, um, pretty much, I feel like his list of movies is if you Googled, like, popular movies, mm-hmm. you would get this entire list. Mm. A- AI, I feel like... I know a bit about uh, AI's production. Um, and I would definitely say, like, of all the Steven Spielberg movies to pick, you picked the one that's kind of not actually a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, well, that popped up on the list, and I just remembered it fucking me up when I was small. Mm. Um. <laughs> I like Minority Report. I've never seen that one. Um, well, Tom Cruise is the protag, so you have that to look forward to. <laughs> uh, I guess I won't talk about it, since we're technically supposed to be talking about Freakazoid. Mm-hmm. Let's just cut the rest of this bit out. <laughs> so do you want me to tell you about it? Uh, yeah. Um, so Tom Cruise is the main character, and it's in a futuristic world where... Briefly, to talk about AI before we get back to actually the podcast. <laughs> the thing we're, we're currently recording. Yeah. Um... The reason why I say it's not really a Spielberg movie was because it was a Stanley Kubrick movie, basically. Mm-hmm. But he he died, so Steven Spielberg was like, I'm going to finish that for you, friend. Mm-hmm. So it's like... That's nice. Yeah, so I feel like it was definitely... Um, Spielberg was definitely trying to keep it like c- close to what was already So that's there. why it's not as good as his other movies. <sighs> You might say that, yeah. Did we just cut back in on me saying that? Yeah. Um, so, is there any? So, is there anything else about Freakazoid that you remember or that you want to mention before we jump into it? Um. It's. I mean, I just that. Um. It doesn't really have a plot. It's more of like a series of sketches and. Um, you know, Freakazoid, his backstory, it was a meme on Tumblr for a while. It's the guy on the computer, and it's, he's like, the computer is my life. And the mom is all like, that's so very, very sad. Oh, yeah, I remember that meme. Yeah, so that's what I remember, so I might as well mention it. Since there's probably yeah, going I to mean, be plenty that I don't remember. Makes sense. That in mind, I guess, uh, we're going to 
go into the part of the episode where we watch three of them and then we'll get back to you in just a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's taste this freak. <laughs> So how'd that taste? Uh, weird. I don't remember. Chewy? Uh, I would say not a lot. Probably kind of bland. Oh my. A bit of a negative reaction. Well, which is weird because it's such a not bland show. Mm. It's a lot of flavors at once. Mm-hmm. Bit hard to swallow. <laughs> okay, I'm done with these metaphors. Okay. <laughs> Should we go over the whole thing we came up with? I see I don't remember the convention that we made. So that's okay. why I didn't have a response prepared for you. Alright. Uh we have speculated about uh, coming up with a uh, a taste rating system for the shows that we watch um, to go along with the theme and just to generally help us think about the show and also to have something to give the show, sort of. Something other than like a, a, a number rating, since those are no fun. <laughs> um, so we've got different like flavor ratings. Mm-hmm. Which are? Well, with the previous shows that we've done as an example, um, Breaking Bad was savory uh, and Scream Queens was sour. Shows like um, Q Ranger are sweet. Savory would be something that is full, like it's got a lot of good plot and a lot of good points. Yeah, a lot of good, engaging content. Um, sour would be something that could have been good, um, but is just not put together well at all. Um, spicy is something that is good, but can bite you sometimes. Um, I'd say how to get away with murder because it's very feelsy. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet, uh, I say, is, is kind of up to taste. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, so I said Cure Ranger is sweet because it's something that kids would like, and it's like a lot. It's very like packed with stuff. It's it's just a lot of stuff all at once. Yeah, it might not be something tolerable. So would you yeah. say that Freakazoid is sweet? Um, I see. I don't know. Like, I guess Cure Ranger. They might, they're sweet in different ways, because Q-Ranger is, like I said, something that kids would like, and it's a lot of stuff, and it's not necessarily something that I would enjoy, but I can understand how it's enjoyable. Um, Freakazoid is less so. How about spicy? How well do you think that describes Freakazoid? Uh, no, it's not as good as spicy. No? So is it better? Yeah. 
Oh, I see. You had a much more negative reaction to it than I did, considering I started with a much higher rating than you did. <laughs> Would you give it the sweet rating with just episode one? Because I remember that's something... Yeah, I would probably give it the sweet rating with just episode one. Um, but the subsequent episodes pull it down. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, so from episode one, I expected it to be a Monster of the Week type of show, where it's Freakazoid and there's some monster threatening somebody. And he goes and he takes them down, and mm -hmm. that's the show, basically. Which... Episode two was kind of like that with Candlejack. Yeah, but it was like that for five minutes, and then it went on a bunch of different tangents. <laughs> uh, I think I said before we went to watch it, though, that it's like a bunch of skits. Yeah, you said skit comedy. I I don't know. I was still expecting something him to be a superhero and not a stand-up comedian. Okay, because that's what I was thinking the whole time that I was like saving until just now, but you managed to come to the same conclusion as me. Um, <laughs> just that like Freakazoid's whole personality, they make jokes that he's like a lunatic and crazy and stuff, but he's just like, he's just a stand-up comedian with superpowers. Basically. I, um, I don't think you agreed with me, but while we were watching I said he was a lot like Deadpool. Um, where it's like, oh, he's a powerful guy and he's good at being a superhero, but also he's kind of annoying. <laughs> no, I think that was accurate. It's okay. just weird to think about. Well, and I also compared him to Spider-Man in the first episode. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm comparing him to like old, like issue number one Spider-Man. Because Dexter Douglas is uh, kind of like early Peter Parker. Yeah. And so that would have that would have happened before this because those came out in the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, they could have drawn from stuff like that. Spider Man, Spider Man, radioactive Spider Man. Ever watch that cartoon? No. <laughs> Did watching Freakazoid make you more or less desire to watch more superhero cartoons in the future? Uh, it doesn't affect it because it's not a superhero cartoon. Okay, that's a valid answer. <laughs> um, I also wrote down that he's a lot like The Mask. Remember oh, that movie? Yeah. Absolutely. He's extremely similar to that. Yeah, where it's like, oh, this is a normal person, and then they transform into their alternate Sono, which is like a weird comic guy who's, I don't know, super weird. Well, they both obey cartoon rules. Yeah, rather than physical, physics rules. Yeah, the only difference is that Freakazoid already is in a cartoon, mm -hmm. and... It's a cartoon that sometimes pretends to be, like, a show with actors. Yeah, they break the fourth wall a lot. Yeah, whereas Mask is supposedly realistic, but with a character who can make the world run on cartoon rules around him. Mm-hmm. So they're very similar in that way. Yeah, with the with the fourth wall breaking and that, like, he all, he referenced a lot the people that made the show, and there were points where, like, 
they pulled out and you could see the cameras. Mm. Um, I felt like the show was not actually a kid's show. Right. Like, like, not that kids wouldn't like fourth wall breaking, but, like, there was a lot of stuff. There were a lot of, like, political references and references to, like, older actors and stuff like that that I thought, like, this is a cartoon for adults. Uh, maybe it definitely was. I felt like, I mean, I was born when this thing came out, so I didn't understand most of the references. Yeah, I know. I feel like... Um, if I ever watched this with my parents in my room, I laughed when they left. And then when I liked what? it because it was moved around a lot. I mean, like, I understood some things, like... Uh, episode 3 spent a lot of its time parodying the day the Earth stood still. But all of the bits in this show drag on for too long. Yeah, I also have written down here a relentless humor relentless humor yeah like they won't give up on a joke (laughs) i felt like the hands kissing bit from the first episode was a lot funnier than anything that was in episodes two or three yeah and that was a bit that went on for way too long that was funny yeah that had its stride yeah so there was um actually also in episode one they have the bit where he's like in the dance and he's just, like, singing really badly for, like, three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that that's a part where I would say they went on way too long with it and it wasn't funny. Like, it might have been funny for five seconds. Yeah. We briefly brought up how we think that this show had some, like, production troubles early on. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that maybe, like, they made a really good first episode and that maybe after a little bit of struggling that they find their groove again, maybe? um, Maybe. They definitely, like I said, the first episode, um, I enjoyed way more than episodes two and three. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was interesting and there was, like, an actual villain that was a little bit fleshed out. So yeah, maybe they like spent a lot of their time on that and then were strapped for time with everything else. I really loved the bit with the creep who has the like watch that turns beavers into gold. <laughs> because it didn't turn into anything? Well, he got defeated by Freakazoid. <laughs> Freakazoid just had to yell at him. Yeah, he just yelled at him to go away. Yeah, go away and stop being a creep. <laughs> What's the best way to defeat villains? I did um, like the Johnny Quest parody. I enjoyed it. It was kind of ridiculous, but I thought it was funny. I liked the I liked the barrel throwing, and I think we both really liked the like really flat karate chops. Yeah, it was good. Uh, The fight scenes were, were lame, and it was pretty funny. We're spending a lot of time here just talking about bits. Well, that was the whole show, unfortunately. Yeah. I just don't think that anybody who's listening to this who hasn't already seen it will be able to follow what the hell we're talking yeah. about. So so the first episode was like, half of it was like an actual episode. Um, it was him fighting a monster at the end. And then the other half was the Freakazoid and Friends song. 
Um, and then um, episodes two and three were at least three bits each. Um, right. And episode one had the the sidekick kissing hands bit. Yeah. Um, but um, definitely episode three got an upwards of like five or six bits. Yeah, that was weird. It was a lot to deal with. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it if that indicates that they were getting worse or. Mm, I don't know. Um. But back to the... episode one where they did the Freakazoid and Friends. Mm-hmm. Um. In that song, they lay out like a longer plot than it ever actually got to happen. Um, I don't know yeah. much about the other episodes and how the plot goes, but they're like, oh, this is these are all the villains that he fights, and he fights these villains normally. We didn't really get introduced to any of them, except for Cave now, Guy and Candle Jack. Yeah, I have no confirmation of this, but what I heard um, before this is that basically coming in to work on the show, the Animaniacs guy is just like, came in pretty last minute, and there were a bunch of character concepts and ideas but no actual, like, work done. So they just took those and started making jokes. Yeah, but, like, that that um, song or whatever was like, this is what the plot's going to be, and this is, you know, what's going to happen. Uh, and yeah. as far as I know, not much of that happened. Yeah. Um, so I know I know for a fact Free Gazette never happened. Yeah. Um, That's why I think that what it must have been is that they just took all of the, like, character concepts and stuff and threw them into a bit from the show that they have already done Mm -hmm. well i just i was under the assumption that they put that together with the intention of doing it in the future um because i know Uh that actually there was an episode like titled free gazette or something that they were going to release after (laughs) after the show got canceled they had to scrap it but yeah i agree that that's probably what it was um, but it's just really weird to be like, oh, here's a bunch of cool concepts that we're not going to do. <laughs> they got bit in the ass by their future selves. Do you have anything else in your notes that you want to talk about? Um, in line with all of the like political stuff, all of the humor was incredibly topical. So the show doesn't age well. Yeah. Um, oh, man. <laughs> like I said, a lot of... In all of the po- political stuff was like, this is Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, because that was the president at the time. Mm. And, um... Yeah, weird to think about how perceived they were back then, and how nowadays Hillary Clinton ran for president, and how that wouldn't be very expected of them. Yeah. Um, they have that, like, explicit, like, they show them. They don't name them, but they show them. Yeah, they're, like, pretty obvious caricatures. Yeah, um, and then they name Sinbad. Mm. Uh, They make that, like, really, like, blatant for the parents joke, where it's like, Freakazoid accidentally rearms the nuke, and Glenn's like, that's a bigger mess up than me raising taxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, it's just like, okay... Yeah, it's like, I think maybe they just made this show for themselves, because they had that repeating bit about just getting to drop an anvil on the, like, television sensors. Yeah, Yeah, the network sensor. I guess they were just having fun, so good for them. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, 
I would recommend this show to old people and people who like old cartoons. I would recommend this show to the creators of this show. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just a lot of... Um, honestly, like I liked it less and less as there became more and more bits. Even like the bits in the first episode that were super long and drawn out and kind of annoying after a while were more fun than here, have three seconds of this bit every every minute i feel like definitely conceptually it was ahead of its time because i feel like nowadays if you did a hero who is like i have all of the knowledge of the internet in me and i'm like supercharged with electrical energy then that could be like a really fun jokey superhero like deadpool Mm -hmm. well (laughs) so we talked about this a little bit um a while ago actually um if they did a gritty boot reboot of Freakazoid, it might be fun. <laughs> I didn't say it might be fun. I just said that that's what they what other people would do. That's what it would happen because the internet is gritty now or whatever. Mm-hmm. If he had God. all the knowledge of the internet, he'd be a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> like, if Freakazoid was in somebody else's hand, he'd be making a lot of edgy jokes and, like, Facebook jokes? Would he say cuck a lot? I don't know. He might. He might make (laughs) cuck jokes. Um, Whereas I feel like you and me, this is a ridiculous thing to think about, but whatever, it's hypothetical. You and me, if we were to reboot Freakazoid, he would just be... He would be a nerdy he would have like that nerdy encyclopedic knowledge and he'd be sort of a parody of that mm-hmm. um i so you mentioned like it would be cool if um and i know this this character only fits half of that description of having the knowledge of the internet and electricity powers but static shock was an incredibly good show are you just making an excuse to talk about how good static shock was static shock was amazing and maybe we'll watch that next time so i feel less bad about making you watch bad shows all the time (laughs) but like there are characters with similar powers that have been better oh (laughs) jeez so it would so our freakazoid would be a, a cross between static shock and deadpool yeah that that could be fun if we did it not bad (laughs) (laughs) which is debatable well now we just need to actually do it but not call him freakazoid and it'll just like not be freakazoid because that's not what freakazoid is it's just what we would want him to be freakazoid is just electricity deadpool Mm. (laughs) except not it there's honestly not a lot to talk about like i know we're both kind of grasping for things to say right now because we haven't hit our minute yet yeah we're trying our best to fill this time you hear us audience we're doing this for you (laughs) but like there's nothing to say yeah just it is what it is yeah go watch the show if you're curious or if you haven't already and like don't feel bad if you like quit well but also don't feel bad if you like it because there were moments where we both genuinely laughed oh yeah so Uh, if you're an old person on the inside don't feel bad yeah but you definitely have to understand 90s jokes are we 
not 90s kids? We are 90s kids. I don't, I'm not gonna say our birth years. Like, our knowledge of the 90s isn't, like, as good as somebody who was born in, like, the 70s or 80s. Yeah. But I would say we still get it enough to understand what they were going for with the show. All right. Fair enough. So are we done? (laughs) Do you want to be done? Yeah. What are we doing next week? All right. Next week, we are watching Gargoyles, which is the one that's next week is your week. Oh, I picked Gargoyles. You picked Gargoyles. That's what I have Gargoyles is good. So thumbs up past me. That's cool. <laughs> I promise that my the next show I pick will be a show that I personally enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's safer that way when we pick them like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was TV dinner. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah, really hope you did. <laughs> and have a great day. Bye. Are we again? We don't. We don't? We just kind of peter off? We just say bye. Bye. No, do we want to think of an ending? I love you. (laughs) This was TV dinner. I love you. (laughs) Ahoy, ahoy, all those people out there, the audience, listening to the podcast, the girl wearing the dress. What? I'm imitating a freakazoid bit. Okay. You remember? You laughed at that bit. I remember. Then don't act like you don't. I'm going to go cry now. Um, but for real, do you want to have something that we say? Just change the channel. Oh, we could say, uh, bon appetit. Bon appetit. But, But by the end of the podcast, everybody's already eaten it. Oh, jeez. There is no, like, post-food saying. Mm-hmm. All of Unless the we want to go full weeb. No, that's still a pre-food saying. No, there's a... Never mind. Oh god, you're more of a weeb than I am. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it? It's Gochisosama. That's too long. But, um, also, obviously we wouldn't use it for many reasons. <laughs> many, many reasons. Also, I'm pretty sure that what I just said is only close to what they actually say. (laughs) So let's not butcher Japanese words. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. God, but... uh, (laughs) um, This has been TV Dinner. Here's your check. (laughs) (laughs) Buy this podcast now. You listen to the podcast? That's what they say in America. Buy this podcast. They, they say in America, did you enjoy your food? Pay for it now. <laughs> Pay us. You listened to it. Now send us money already. <laughs> Do it, nerd. I know you got some. All right. Bye. Bye.